You are listening to the We Are Not Safe for Work podcast. Your hosts, Renee and Nadja, will dive into all the different reasons why some entrepreneurs become unemployable. Hello, Nadja. Hello, hello, Renee. How are you this fine Tuesday? It is Tuesday, right? I'm doing better. We missed a few weeks because I was sick. But, yeah, um, I know. I I'm glad you're feeling time, better, though. I had a cold, that, which was making my me sound terrible. I sounded <laughs> much worse than I felt. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But we'll see how this one goes. Um, okay. So we were just bitching and complaining about the <laughs> Apple mouse. Right? Um, sure. I mean, like, I'm going to hold up. Here's my AirPods, right? Because you have, uh, you're a weirdo because I you're am, like my wife. I am a weirdo. You're like my wife. You use all Apple devices except for your phone, right? Yep. 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 Do you have a PC? I do. Okay. Well, that makes you even more weird. But, <laughs> um, my headphones, which are, you know, my AirPods Pros, which I'm using right now, plug in and will back. My everything else plugs in and you can still functionally use it except for the fucking mouse. Yeah, I I don't understand. Like, that's such a huge design flaw. And not just a design flaw, because it's not like the mouse is a new invention. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's been around for a really long time. And the wireless mouse, there have been many iterations of it, but it's always been like some sort of connector at the front or the back or whatever, so you can use it while it's charging. And I just right. don't understand why the magic mouse charger is at the bottom so you can't use the damn thing while it's charging and it's even called magic mouse called a magic mouse you know andy andy won't use the magic mouse for this reason she must have a mouse that plugs in she will not so we go buy her a three thousand dollar laptop but while we're there we buy her a new nine dollar mouse yeah i was gonna say ten dollar (laughs) mouse yeah exactly it's it's so ridiculous um Oh it makes gosh. me crazy, but she's very insistent. Um, so all over the house, we have mice with wires because um, for this reason, it's hilarious. Wow. I mean, um, we we have them as a backup, but, you know, I like the portability. So, yeah. you know, you can just throw everything into your bag and then you don't have to worry about forgetting cables and things like that. Um but yeah, the the other the flip side to portability and convenience, right, is making sure that your devices are charged enough to last you absolutely for wherever you're going without easy access to charging ports and things. Yeah, I use a trackpad because a mouse for me with my shake is just really hard to use. Um, oh, I so didn't even think track- about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a trackpad is just these trackpads are really really good for me. So do you use a um, stylus with your trackpad or you just... Yeah, just my fingers. Okay. So it's well, interesting. Just, it's just like the trackpad on the laptop, really, but it's out here to the side and, yeah. So how different... Because I figure they would be similar sensitivities, right? So is is it just easier to control when you're just... I find it easier to control, yeah. Okay. I, okay. I mean, obviously, it's slowed way down, so the sure. average person would lose their mind. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, which, and I mean, I used to use a Magic Mouse, but then when I started using the trackpad on the laptops, I was like, wait a minute, this is so much easier for me. Yeah. Um, so I just transitioned, so. Well, I and isn't that the, the whole thing with technology? Like, the smarter it gets, the dumber it seems. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Um, okay, so we were just discussing AI, 
Yes, um, we were. We're going to be talking which, a lot about AI. Oh my god, so much. I mean, mm -hmm. it's funny because there's the obvious news when we're recording this, what today's November 21st, 2023, and all hell chaos has broken loose with OpenAI. Yeah, over the everybody weekend. In the world, yeah, I know. Everybody in the world is talking about it. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this, the odds are very good that you already know the full story, so we don't need to walk through it. But I think the interesting thing is it's not just the shakeup happening at OpenAI, but whatever happened, it, it, my theory is this, whatever happened at OpenAI, there are obviously some other people that know something. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, when all this went down, Meta said, fuck it. We're not going to have an AI security team anymore. I just sent you that link. Um, yeah, yeah. I haven't looked at it yet, but I have the link. I will right. be reading it later. And I'm like, I don't even understand what this means. Like, let me open it back up real quick. Um, so Meta disbands its responsible AI team. Um, so the <laughs> AI team... I was going to say that headline is kind of misleading because it's like the responsible team. And it's like, well, that's actually what they called the team. Right. They but it's it like, so does that mean that without the team, it's irresponsible? Well, that's where I was about to go because the meta calls the team RAI for short, which is the responsible AI team. Uh huh. Um, which I think that's kind of funny. And it puts, it's going to put its resources into generative art, artificial intelligence instead. And I'm like, okay. That seems like more of a reason to have a responsible Absolutely. AI team. Yeah. So now I think it's a race to who's going to release the AGI first, I personally mm. think. Because one of the things in all of this story that I find so fascinating is there is this Twitter thread called Johnny underscore Apple. Have you heard about this? I know. I, I don't really go on Twitter or X X. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I live on Twitter, but I didn't even, I haven't, I don't follow this guy. I just know that he's been in the news stories related to this. Okay, so apparently okay. Johnny underscore Apple. So we're just going to call him Johnny Apple. Um, has been releasing leaks about things going on in open AI. So we don't know who Johnny Apple is. So there's speculation. Okay. There's three speculations. Um, speculation one is that it's someone that works at OpenAI who is leaking information that this person thinks should be leaked to the world. Okay. There's speculation number two that it's Sam Altman himself who is leaking information to see how the universe feels about it so then he can respond to it. So, like, because Sam Altman's all about going fast mm -hmm. and maybe he's worried that the, the, environment thinks he's going too fast so he can leak something and then see how people respond to the leak and then he can comment on it as the ceo so that's speculation number three i mean number two speculation number three which i feel so silly saying it but i think it's actually possible which makes me crazy um is that they have already created agi and it got out of the sandbox and has gone loose and is now tweeting things. And that's the one that will keep you up at night. Uh, yeah. Okay, you yeah. just saying that, I'm like, isn't this a plot to Terminator? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Um, so 
that's speculation number three. I think the best speculation is autumn two, but the one that makes special speculation number two even more interesting is that Johnny Apple tweeted recently, not too long ago, but not like last week, but before that, that um, AGI has been achieved internally. And then apparently Sam Altman himself went on Reddit and said, AGI has been received or achieved internally. And then everybody freaked out and he came mm-hmm. back and said, dude, this is just a meme. I'm just mocking you all. Well, why is the CEO of such an important, maybe the most important company of our lifetime, which is a really big statement when we have Microsoft and Apple, memeing us saying AGI is, has been achieved and then saying, no, yeah. it's a joke. Right. I don't know, man. I mean, there's some crazy shit. So. Like, okay, so all of this, um, I, I mean, I hate even comparing this, but it almost feels like the it, it's very reminiscent of the race to nuclear arms. Yes. Yes. You know, like they're just I, trying I think so. to- Oppenheimer. Yeah. And I haven't seen that movie. Right? I haven't either, but it comes okay. out for rent today and I really oh, want it because I have three okay, hours yeah. on a Tuesday. Okay, well then I guess maybe that's what we're both going to do and then we're going to have even more to talk about next time. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. But no, that's, I mean, that's exactly what it reminds me of. Like all of the conspiracy and the, I mean, really conspiracy theories are what it comes down to, but the leaks and the discussions around it and how everyone's trying to one-up each other and, you know, advance this technology that we don't really completely understand yet. Like, Mm -hmm. isn't that what happened in the nuclear arms race like they didn't understand they knew that it was dangerous right they knew the potential fallout but they didn't know like they they had theories but they didn't know yes um and i'll be honest i don't know a fuck ton about um the nuclear stuff i know the generalities which yeah. probably is best for this conversation anyway. But um, I think that AGI is equal to 10 nuclear bombs at least. Um, because, <laughs> well, if you think about it, I mean, we know the harms. Like, we know the harms of a nuclear explosion, but they're isolated mm-hmm. to a part of the world. Maybe I should say, um, maybe a better analogy, as I think this through, would be, like COVID times a hundred because it sp- spreads to the whole world like a virus, right? Um, is what oh, AGI is. Yeah, okay, do. yeah, it's more virus. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Not that it's that deadly, but it is that impactful and it's going to spread through the world that quickly. And maybe we should discuss what AGI is and what it means. I learned a new phrase as a result of some of this that I'd never heard before. Let me go open up. I, it's so new that. Um, Post-labor economics. Have you ever heard that before? I have never heard that term, but post-labor economics. Economics. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to – I'm saying it out loud to see if it, like, triggers anything. And no, I've never heard it before. Nothing familiar. Right. Me either. And it's come up because of AGI. So the reason that it's being created is because – what if there is a world? Did you ever see Ready Player One or read the book? Oh yeah, I, I read the. I own the book. I, it's actually yeah. back here somewhere, probably. But continue. 
Yeah. So, oh, I say back here because nobody can see it, but behind oh, me right. is a backdrop yeah. of bookshelves. I have a, a yeah. whole like wall of bookshelves and it's filled right. with books. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So in Ready Player One, I don't remember now what it was that they didn't need workers in the same way anymore, but there was just all these trailer houses stocked. Well, do you remember what, what caused it? Oh my gosh. What recall. did cause it? I don't remember. Well, it's Andy, been a minute. It's been several years since I've me too. read the book yeah. or watched the movie. Yeah, right. I I did both, and I thought the book was much better. But um, but it was like the it, movie was, it was still good. I, I know it started off kind of like how um, how virtual reality is right now. It started off as a game, and then it turned right. into an escape, and it was an escape from reality because. Oh gosh, it's starting to sound so familiar now. Um, it, it was an escape from reality because the economy was collapsing. Like there was just right. people were like instead of killing themselves, I, I guess trigger warning, right? Um, instead of going in that direction, now they were killing themselves in another way by immersing themselves in a world that was essentially a utopian civilization or society is somewhere they could escape from the ugly reality right mm -hmm. so yeah now i need to look it up <laughs> but continue yeah continue no i do too andy keeps comparing what's starting to happen where everything is going to ready player one she thinks that's what society will be like once we have full if not full agi at least a asi right um and so AGI versus ASI is, I guess we really are just going to talk about this, um, is worthy of understanding the difference because AGI is when the AI is as equally as smart as a human. Mm. And ASI is when it's smarter than a human. Okay. And a weird thing to me is that um, I saw in a video I was watching that open AI applied for trademark for GPT-6 and GPT-7 on the same day. So there's there's been some speculation, which that helped for me when I saw that they, they applied for those those two trademarks on the same day. It kind yeah. of lent, lent the idea that maybe they discovered AGI, which immediately flipped itself to ASI. Okay. And yeah, and, and that kind of, speculation makes a lot of sense because the board hasn't told us why they fired Sam Altman. But at first we all thought maybe it was because of um, trigger warning again, his sister um, accused him of sexual abuse when he was, when they were kids. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it was related to some kind of moral issue, personal moral issue. But yeah. if that's true, then the co-founder Greg Altman, or not Greg Altman, I'm sorry, Greg, I can't remember Greg's last name, would most likely would not have followed suit and quit immediately. If Because if, if you knew internally that it was because of some kind of personal failing, then most likely you wouldn't follow the guy down a cliff, right? Yeah, right. So I think it kind of discounts that, but we don't know why. But the one thing that we know about Sam as a person is that he is very big into pushing boundaries of going fast. 
Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's something that we were talking about before we started recording. So, um, and you know how important definitions are for me. So maybe sure. we kind of give it a little bit of background about what we were discussing on how, um, like what you were just saying, he moves fast and, and that, were we just talking about that? <laughs> Wait, did we do I that before so. we started recording or was it? I don't know. know. I'm not sure. Anymore. I don't even know. <laughs> But go ahead with your thought. No, my my thought was just like, let's let's go ahead and um, like how you were giving me background on it because I didn't know any of that. Like go through um, your story of like, you know, your your different theories and um, and just his philosophy on going fast and how he was maybe nervous about thinking he was going too fast. So he was trying to take a pulse or whatever. Right. So the CEO the new CEO of OpenAI, I think is what you're talking about. So the new CEO of OpenAI uh, was the CEO of Twitch. And apparently he was recently on My First Million podcast. And um, and one of the co-founders of the My First Million podcast sold his company to Twitch and worked directly with the CEO for a couple of years. So he was saying, you know, I know this guy really well because... I was literally in hundreds of meetings with him and, you know, we would socialize together. And so I know a lot about this guy. And so they had him on not too long ago on the podcast to discuss AI before he was the CEO, of course, because he's only been the CEO for like 48 hours or maybe even 24. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, apparently the CEO of Twitch said on the first million podcast, if all of that makes sense, that, um, he is worried about the impact of AI on civilization because he thinks AI is going to reach a GI really quickly. And he's an optimist, which is why he's worried because he believes this is all going very quickly. And mm-hmm. that maybe if you think of it as a speed of one to 10 and open AI is currently going at a 10, we need to slow it down to like a two because we need to understand and prepare civilization for the impact of what this all means. And so some people are a little frustrated now that he's the CEO because of these comments that he made, because people want it now. And even though this guy's clearly um, an innovator and really into innovation, one of the things they said is if he could be technology himself, the CEO of Twitch, or I'm sorry, the CEO of OpenAI now, he would be and transform himself into technology because he's so obsessed with technology. So he's clearly somebody that wants to go quickly, but even though he feels so connected with technology, he thinks the one thing in the world that should slow down a little bit is the release of AGI. Now that he's CEO, we'll see what he really says and what he really does, because it's one thing to discuss it when you have no connection to it. But now that you're the Mm -hmm. CEO, that changes everything. So again, and let me be clear, (laughs) we have no way of knowing for sure that AGI has been released. We don't know that or created, I should say. We know it's not been released, but although at the rate things are going by the time we're done recording this, who knows? Um, But so we don't know that AGI has been created, but I am now officially spending time in my day brainstorming what does AGI mean for our future? as a business Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. can I use it? And it's taking some thinking, you know? 
Um, and what does it mean? Because it, it brings, I think it's coming no matter what we think. Because right now, what we have is a large language model, which is really essentially predictive text, but it's become so good that I use it every single day and almost every single thing that I do. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I kind of love the the whole predictive text search too, because yeah. um, it it's always, I, I don't know, it's like a game to me. So when I type something into Google or it, any search engine, usually it is Google, but when I'm mm -hmm. looking up something, it always surprises me how quickly it figures out what I'm asking because I don't just type in like a keyword like I when I do a search it's a phrase yeah you know which is so I, I want to be very specific about it so like um oh let me see why is why do you find that interesting Renee <laughs> okay let me tell you why I find that interesting Google recently said apparently um that about 20 percent of the daily searches on Google are searches that have never been done before why is this interesting as a blogger? Because as a blogger in the past, we used keyword tools such as Ahrefs or Simrush or you know Ubersuggest, whatever keyword tools you want to use um, mm -hmm. to find keywords to create content around. But now 20% yeah. of searches every single day are searches that were not done the previous day, which means the tools, there's an opportunity there. Yeah. When Google said create content for humans. If you sit down and stop thinking about it robotically and you start thinking about the questions, like let's say you write a blog post and then you start thinking about what other questions would people have about this blog post or this topic that are just human. Like if we were conversing, what questions would they have? And you start creating content, you could be the only search result to show up in Google for that search if you start thinking ahead. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, so it's really interesting. Because as search gets smarter, people are getting longer and more specific with their questions yep. and they're less general. So what would, yeah. so no, go ahead. My, so my, my questions are, they are very specific. Like, um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm looking on my phone, like just mm -hmm. the most mm -hmm. recent searches. So there are a couple that it's just keywords, for example, sure. um, booster seat requirements, Texas. Like that's, that's pretty much how we've been thinking about keywords, that's right? Correct. Boost receipt yeah. requirements, Texas. Um, but then, then I have this one, AMD Radeon Pro WX 5100, not reading monitor resolution on Windows operating system 10. See, like who, who has thing. looked that up? <laughs> right, exactly. But to the point of what I just said. It, I, what is this thing? What is a W? What is it? A Radeon? What? It's, it's what a graphics it? card. Okay, great. So it's a graphics card. So let's say it's a specific that, model of a graphics card. <laughs> but there are bloggers who cover specific graphic cards. I can promise you that exists. There are blogs dedicated mm -hmm. to this topic, to the general topic, maybe of graphic cards and computer hardware. But yeah. if you start as a blogger getting super specific on those kind of questions, you may be the only person that answers the question. Now, you don't have to even get as specific as those exact words, but yeah. that intent. Because remember, right. Google understands intent now. And so, because yeah. Google's running their own AI, even though they haven't released Gemini, which, by the way, is a whole other conversation. Because we don't have Gemini yet. And so, we don't even know what Gemini is going to do. I mean, we know some generalities that Google's released, but 
if this is what a open AI is doing, what the hell is Gemini? By the way, that reminds me of another thing. I have a lot to say. Um, that reminds me I of another this. thing. I love this. Yeah. Bill Gates released a blog post about all of this, not the drama, but about the future of technology with AI uh, mm-hmm. last week. It also didn't get, it got some press in my circle, but I don't think it got enough press. But one of the things okay. that he said was one of the biggest advancements that we had in society was when you started double clicking on icons to open specific apps instead of having to type into a DOS screen. That changed mm-hmm. the world, right? right. He said, that's nothing yes. compared to what AI is going to do. He said he envisions a time very soon where you open up your computer and you just start telling it what you want to do and you don't need to open specific apps. It just runs. And that's hard to get your head around. I can't, yeah, I was going to say, I can't even, uh, yeah, I can't even imagine that. Like, what? (laughs) So, over the weekend. Am I just too dumb to understand this? (laughs) Well, you know what it is? It's not that you're too dumb. It's too, you have to think basic and advanced at the same time. So, when you're thinking about how to use these tools, you can't imagine that it could be that easy, right? Mm -hmm, So therefore, mm -hmm. we tend to overcomplicate the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's what's happening because we're used to things being harder than they are about to be. Right. So it doesn't mean we won't still have the same problems with the graphic cards and shit like that. Things still gonna break, but just our interfaces are gonna change, I think. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Well, that that kind of dives me down the rabbit hole of thinking about how the human body works, right? We know about it when we explain how eating works. You know, like if we're going to explain it to a child, we say, okay, yeah, when we eat, we put nutrients into our body. So we put it into our mouth. We chew it so that it's broken down. It goes down into your stomach and then you have stomach acids that break it down even further and then nutrients go all over your body. But if you really Uh think about the mechanics of it, like how complex it is, how many things are working at the same time, like that, then yeah, your, your brain gets a little twitchy and then it's like, what, what, how? Yeah. How? I heard How? It. How? <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because I heard somebody say, pretty soon we won't know how any of these things work because they will build themselves according to what we say. Yeah, because so we don't know how time. our bodies work. We don't, we don't right. know how the brain actually works. We have a theory, an idea, but nobody's been able to really say, no, this is exactly what's happening. Exactly. And so this person was saying, this is the only time we'll ever see AI get built again, because we're at the beginning where we're building it. And after this moment, we'll never understand or know how it works again. That's insane. Yeah. And that's a pretty wild thought because pretty soon it will be like the body where we have some general understanding, Mm -hmm. but in the truth, just like we can't understand the specifics of the brain even though we know a lot about the brain there's still so much we don't know i think the next generation of ai will be exactly the same we just won't know well what about computers like we we have a basic understanding of how computers work like you know you click on an app and it opens a program but like if you really think about how does that whole thing work 
there's a lot of translation going on in the background. And sure, probably a computer engineer could give you a better idea um, or has a better understanding. But once again, like, how? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, Ooh, oh, let's make my brain I don't know, hurt. Man. This, this is too much, too much uh, deep thinking on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> well, I know. I've been spending <laughs> on a so holiday much of week. Time. I know. And I have been spending an outrageous amount of my Thanks, time. Like, Renee. I'm in a community. Thanks so yeah. much. <laughs> At, I, I belong to a community um, that is deep diving into all of this and how to use it for the community is foundational about mm-hmm. um, Google and the uh, generally SEO really and yeah. all of that, but it, on a very, from a very scientific perspective. Okay. And so it's, it's kind of evolved into a community about the AI and how to use it, um, mm, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. still in relation to content creation, but oh, also sure. how can we use this to do new ideas and new things? Like, you know, we're sharing, right. because now I don't know if you, um, have, I haven't created one, but so many people in my community have GPTs. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yes. I So I haven't created one, but when I read about how they released it and what it can do, I've been so excited and intrigued uh, to yeah. find out like, well, how could I, how could I make one? How can I utilize that? So I did something um, over the weekend. <gasps> Andy and I, did. I, I haven't made a GPT. No. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But I said, yeah, yeah. But I sat down over the weekend and I said, you know, how can I create a new leg of my business based upon these tools and these ideas? And we were brainstorming. I'm like, well, this is dumb. Let's just go ask Sally. Sally's what I call ChatGPT. So I sat down and spent the day with Sally on Sunday, the entire day, just brainstorming a new business idea or an extension of the business idea. Yeah. And then we um, created a project management plan for it and Sally and I, and um, then we broke it all down into step by step by step of how to do it. And so then Sally and I brainstormed together on which would be the best um, project management tool for this project to, to manage the project. Are you still there? Yeah, okay. I am, um, I'm sorry, I'm stunned silent. We, did, we, <laughs> we, settled on, we settled on Trello. So then Sally broke down all the Trello cards I should create and the notes that I should put in them so that I can project manage it. Seriously. What? <laughs> and this is, so you did all of this through ChatGPT, not like a different program like Magi no, Chat or ChatGPT okay. or Jasper. Okay. 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 Another thing I've been doing with ChatGPT. Do you I have like just the regular ChatGPT or do you have the, the pro? The pro. The, the pro. You do have, the, okay. Okay. Because yeah. there are two different um, levels. Um, that's right. Yeah. That, no, all this was, was GPT four. Yeah. Not so that was something. Yeah. That was something that I I recently discovered. I think it was like a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was asking for data. I think I may have shared this on like Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But um, maybe it was LinkedIn. I don't know. But I shared the information that I came across because I was looking for very specific information or very specific data. And then um, it spat back out. And this is just regular chat GPT. So this is 3.5. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, it spat back out at me that um, it doesn't have access to the most up-to-date data because right. it's 
resource, its knowledge resource only goes to January 2022. Right. So anything, anything newer than January 2022, it doesn't know because it hasn't been that that knowledge database has not been updated for it. And I was like, that is so interesting. So how many people know this, first of all? And secondly, how many people are using ChatGPT for research purposes and they have outdated information? Like that's what they're building. I think a lot. I think a lot. They're researching. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably not good. Here's a funny thing because I have chat GPT Once again, I asked very specific questions and that's the reason why it came back and said, I actually don't have access to that knowledge because my database only goes back this far. And I was like, okay. Because I asked it different questions. Like I asked it in a different way and I did not get that response back. Now you could ask Bard. You know, oh, Bard, I never free. think about Bard. You should, that if weird? you have current stuff you want to know, you should ask Bard. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm pulling it up just because I'm like, I want to, I want to pull up Bard. So part of the drama with OpenAI, as best as I can understand, is they also just turned off, um, you can't sign up for the pro version of ChatGPT right now. If you don't have it, you can't get it. Because so many people were signing up after they did mm-hmm. the GPT release. Mm-hmm. And the, when I say the GPT, where you can create your own GPTs, um, something happened with all of that. And so they paused new signups, um, which is a real bummer because right now for, is when it's which one? so good for GPT 4. So oh, GPT-4. if you okay, wanted okay. to sign up for the pro version of OpenAI, you can't. Right oh, okay. Yeah, they're not taking any new people because they're having a lot of problems with the server overload because mm-hmm. the new version, because now it's multimodal. So in the past, like when I say in the past, I mean a week ago, if I wanted to <laughs> use Dolly <laughs> oh 3, my God. I had to switch my open AI to say Dolly 3, right? Or mm-hmm. then I wanted, had to remember to switch back to GPT-4. And if I wasn't careful, it would default to GT 3.5. And, you know, so, like, if you wanted to do different things, you had to toggle. Now, in the new released version last week, everything is all in one, which means it's multimodal because I can be, like, I'll give you a perfect example. Yesterday, I was working on a blog post, and I said, okay, I gave it my super prompt, and I said, okay, um, let's, here's all the stuff, the tone, the voice, all that shit that I've written down. And I said, I want to, I want you to create an outline for me of a blog post and here's the topic. And so it created mm-hmm. the outline for me and I said, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So I went and edited the outline. I spit the outline back in. I said, okay, now write it for me. And it wrote it, which it did an amazing job. But I said, you didn't get the tone kite right. So let's, um, I want to come back to this in just a second because this is bizarre. This is, but which is where I'm going with this. But anyway, it wrote the tone, but then I said, okay, great. So then I copy and paste that. And I said, now, can you create some images for me associated to this? And it did all in the same window. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So here's a weird thing, though. I wanted it to use Renee's voice and write. Now, listen, I want to say this very, very, very important. If anybody tries to go do this, I still heavily edited when it was done. So it's well, still sure, a very yeah. heavily edited article. But Absolutely. I wanted it to start with my voice. 
And I was like, how can I get it to sound like me? And I remembered mm -hmm. that the new chat GPT is connected to the internet. So I went to I teach blogging where I have a whole bunch oh of blogs. Oh my blog God. Posts. No. And I said, I want you. Fucking way. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I want you to create a prompt for yourself in the future that describes my voice and tone and style of writing. To do that, I want you to go read these five blog posts and come back. And it did. And here's oh what's my crazy, God. Nadia. Now, when I put that prompt in there to change the style to my voice, it sounds just like I wrote it. What? And when it was doing it, it would toggle and go, okay, I'm going to Bing Search. Okay, I'm on ITs Blogging. I'm reading this article on ITs Blogging. Now it's, it's spinning and it says, okay, now I'm reading this blog article on ITs Blogging. And then it thinks for a while and it comes back with the prompt. My, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You want more? I can tell you more that I've done yes. in the last 24 hours. Okay. Yes, tell so, me because now I want to do all I have these a, things. I'm like, I just I know. I have a blog post that I, I wish would rank better in Google on Cooking Chew. So I was trying to figure out and I was thinking and I was thinking, I was like, you know, what can I do to make this post better? So I just said, hey, Sally, I'm trying to um, make this this particular blog post rank better in Google and I just don't know what I should do to it. I said, can you review it and then give me some ideas? So I put the link to the URL. It went, I'm going to Bing, going to the URL. It was reading. It said it was spinning, basically saying I'm reading this article right now. And then mm -hmm. um, it came back and it gave me a whole list of ideas of what to do. And then I just started feeding back the ideas one by one. I said, can you help me with this section? Can you help me with this? Can you help me restructure this part of the article? And so I worked with it to incorporate all of the ideas. Wow. I can tell you another thing. Um, and this is my last thing. Um, somebody in my community that I was telling you about, her name is Marie yeah. Haynes. She's the one that runs the community. She wanted okay. to create a new logo yesterday that incorporated her logo with a microphone in it. So she went to Dolly jet gpt she inputted her logo and said hey can you recreate a new logo for me that has a microphone with this logo give me four options and it did but it reversed the colors of her her colors like put blue on the left and yellow on the right and she said well this is perfect except can you reverse the colors horizontally and it did and it was perfect and now she's using the logo Okay, I am underutilizing these tools. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. See, okay, so all of that, like all of that is so exciting because it And that's just an comes, LLM. Right. When it comes down to it, these are just these are tools to make it easier for you. And just like you said, they're still heavily edited, right? Like they're, they're yeah. a starting off point, but you're skipping so many steps that usually you're oh, slugging yeah. through that, you know, it makes it exciting again. To it create. does. And it, it, it does. It, it, the secret to all of this is in the prompt. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we talked about it before, yeah. um, you know, the, the first time I was provided a, an example of a prompt that you put into chat That's GPT right. and then you only answer, you know, 
or you only specify like four or five areas. So this is where you mm-hmm. give all of your information and you be as detailed as possible. But the rest of the prompt was just very specific directions. Like yeah. I based based on what I have told you, I want you to give me this information and then do it in this mm-hmm. way, present it in this way, you know? So yeah, the prompt is it's abs- it, it's just like with Google search, right? You know, like we you right. can go in and, and do like monitor resolutions and then find uh, over that you can find millions of search results that are okay. just about monitor resolutions or you can say a very specific model of a graphics card and then monitor resolutions and which operating system like you can get really granular and then you get more like better curated information because that's that's what that's the reason why I was very specific about what I was looking for because I wanted to see mm-hmm. information that only referred to that graphics card model um windows operating system and then trouble with monitor resolutions like those were the three mm-hmm. main things that I wanted and I never even went to the second page of the search results like I, I stayed on the yeah. first page of the yeah. search results and I was able to figure out what my problem was. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. So now let's bring this all the way back to AGI for a minute. And let's talk about the implications of um, my new phrase that I keep forgetting. Post-labor economics. Oh, yeah, yeah. I completely forgot you even mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. So... Because this is all very exciting, but it has some really, at least short-term negativities that are very bad. This is a very scary time for society because it's scary from the perspective of, well, first of all, we've got to hope that the machines don't think we're pointless. Humans are pointless. That would be bad. We've seen plenty of sci-fi movies on that. But I think it's really, I think it is what everyone is stressing out about, by the way if we're being frank and honest, is that machines are just going to take over everything and um, there's going to be no space left for humanity. And I think that that is the thing that these super minds like Sam Altman and the White House is involved, you know, I think this is what they're trying to avoid. I think it's a real problem. And I'm not trying to be... um, fear-mongering here i just think it's genuinely something we gotta worry about Mm -hmm. now with that said the other thing is sam altman himself said recently the way to think about agi is to think this is agi not asi that's a whole other conversation Mm -hmm. so the way to think about agi is to think of it as your co-worker it can be it can do anything that your co-worker can currently do is what AGI will be like. So if you think about that, what that means, you could have a meeting with your AGI, just like you with your coworker and say, hey, listen, this is a great blog post. I want you to go um, turn it into a video and let's edit it. Let's make sure it's good enough that people are gonna wanna click on it. Let's make it a really good thumbnail and then go ahead and run that through for a review. And then after we've all reviewed and agreed on it, we'll go ahead and upload it to YouTube for me. That's something you would say to a coworker, right? Or maybe yeah, an employee, right? Yeah. So if AGI is good enough that you could just give it that data, and then maybe you see a few iterations, and mm-hmm. then it uploads it to YouTube. To me, by the way, the biggest, most 
challenging part of all of this is so far it can't go unless it can tweet as far as agi might can tweet we don't know but so far the llm can't it might can even help you create the script and all of the things but it can't go put it on youtube for you right yeah 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 and so will agi be able to do that if it's like a coworker, then the answer should be yes right so what does that mean for economics what does that mean for jobs mm -hmm. what does that mean because we remember there was a time we were talking about this yesterday too there was a time where we all thought that ai and robotics was going to first go after labor physical labor like manufacturing mm -hmm. and all of that but it's really coming for any kind of brain trust labor at this point well sure so, but i mean the the people that are feeling threatened like if they're if they're feeling like their jobs are being threatened by artificial intelligence right you yeah we have to remember that there's still human involvement in everything so in order for mm -hmm. this ai to even work like to work you have to give it very specific and clear directions now in any corporate job or any job that you have worked how often were you given such clear, concise, exactly. direct instructions from your superior, from your manager, that you knew exactly what they wanted, you knew exactly what they expected, and you knew exactly what you needed to do? It's very rare. <laughs> so That's right. If, if you can't even do that with people right now, then there's still practice that needs to happen in society to be able mm -hmm. to control or direct the AI the way that they would want to. Because at least, at least humans have the ability to infer, make connections, you know, like basically you, you kind of figure it out, right? Like you yeah. don't take it at face value. Somebody, if somebody tells you, hey, go mop the floor, you don't like just mop all the floors usually you and you in your head you're like oh when they're saying mop the floor they mean like the general open area right. they don't go mop the carpet exactly exactly they go mop the tiled area <laughs> that's right yeah yeah because you're absolutely right yeah so, so what i think i think what it's going to do is everybody might have an let's say you get hired at a job like an advertising agency uh -huh. right you might have an agi that is yours and you 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 clarify what the client wants and then you instruct your agi and work with your agi to get the work done so that maybe you can handle if you could handle two projects in a day maybe you can now handle five right mm -hmm. that's how i think i think it'll increase productivity but let's just say worst case scenario and it starts eliminating jobs. Okay. Let's just say that happens. Just because your job got eliminated doesn't mean new jobs won't exist. But what I do think that this means and could mean is that it will show people's motivations or not. Because mm. now if everybody wakes up tomorrow and has, let's say everybody gets three AGIs to themselves. You know, it's just like granted from the government. You get three AGIs. You can do with it what you want. Most people are not highly motivated 
and are not going to say to themselves, well, you know what I could do is start a business because most people don't want that. They just want a fucking job. And I respect the hell out of that. But for entrepreneurs like you and me. No, no, no. They don't like they don't want a job. They want to make money. Well, that's it. Right. You and I are like, wait a minute. What business ideas can this bring? Right. And so I think it's going to start showing the motivations of people. And I think Mm -hmm. in the future, success versus um, medium income will be the difference will be your inspirations, your curiosity and your motivations. Yeah. Because I don't think we'll be as limited in resources or opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. So is it life altering? Absolutely. It's, it's kind of like in manufacturing. A thousand percent. There was a point where um, in like in Pitts, like in um, Pennsylvania, there used to be a lot of steel mills in Pennsylvania where they make steel. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I say the word weird. It's my accent. But um, so S T E. I wasn't going to say anything yeah. about it. That's okay. It's okay. Uh, but there used, that used to be the bulk of jobs in, in Pennsylvania. There was a lot of mm-hmm. jobs centered around that. Well, there came a point. I remember this happened when I used to work in manufacturing um, where China started buying out these mills literally buying them out, disassembling them piece by piece, taking these machinery apart, everything all the way down to the concrete and shipping it to China. And then they started making the steel there. Mm, So mm -hmm. they bought the company and the intellectual property and all of the equipment and started making it in China. And of course this decimated Pennsylvania um, and the jobs there. And, I understand some of it because if you're from a place and you have family and friends, you don't want to move just to find a job. And and so it created a lot of economic hardship. And I get that and I understand it and I even respect it. But in this case, there might be a lot of job displacement because of this, but you won't have to go anywhere to recreate yourself, to reinvent yourself. You can just do it from home. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it's exciting and also scary at the same time. And I can say yeah. this because the, all of this has impacted my business this year so much that I'm I'm on the forefront of being impacted. I've lost 80% of my revenue this year because of mm. a lot of the things going on. Um, so I'm on the forefront of the terrifying perspective. So right, I have right. a lot of perspective on what we're talking about here. Yeah, you absolutely do. And I mean, your example of the steel mills um, also reminds me of like the automotive, automotive industry, autom- yeah, <laughs> the automobile industry, um, you know, where factories used to be filled with workers who would, like you explained, piece together the vehicles that needed to be built and then they were replaced by machines and so now you know but the machines still need to be maintained by the people and the people Uh that maintain the machines understand what the machine does and like what it does in the assembly line of building whatever that final product is right so Uh yeah you're absolutely you're absolutely right like there is a place for everyone laterally um or not even laterally, it could be 
it could be a diagonal move. Um, it may not be the traditional way that they were expecting to move right. and grow from whatever skills they've built up, right? But um, it's going to be uncomfortable. It, yeah, it's going to be very uncomfortable. But I guess that's the biggest difference too between you know the the people that are working in a corporate environment versus entrepreneurs. Like as entrepreneurs, we are we kind of embrace discomfort. We are mm-hmm. all about stepping outside of our comfort zones, you know, trying something that we've never tried before just to be like, well, can I do this? <laughs> and yeah, then yeah, totally. you do it and it's like, oh, I can. Great. Okay. Let's move to the next yeah. thing. Or, oh no, I can't do this. Well, let me go try something else. Um, right. But yeah. Like, and, and there's nothing wrong with not wanting to step out of your comfort zone to, or being very uncomfortable and upset about being forced out of your comfort zone because it's called a comfort zone for a reason, right? Um, Absolutely. But, but growth always occurs. Yeah, like growth always occurs outside of your comfort zone. Um, you know, like if you think about the first time you were on your own, you know, like growing up, you lived with your parents who provided for everything. And then when you first step out on your own, yes, there's still a tether. There's still um, a fall or most people, most people are privileged in that they have something to fall back on. Right. But that first time that you move out of your family, like family home, like that's terrifying. That is so out of people's comfort zones, but I feel like that is something universal that everybody understands and has experienced yes um but once again you know like well what happened once you stepped out of your comfort zone you discovered yourself what you can and cannot handle on your own what you want and don't want to handle on your own you know what where where you're pushed to the point of oh maybe I do need to go back to where I was comfortable because this is just too much like you learn all of that mm-hmm. about yourself so I feel like this is um I think all the learning all the structure I mean I am I you know me I always tell you that I I feel like I am a perpetual student I'm constantly learning because yes I same. just I crave that knowledge or not even that knowledge but it it's the curiosity. Like I am so curious about everything. <laughs> like I'm I'm like Well, and oh, you know, it's funny because big and small. <laughs> I don't I think that we need to start encouraging people in our lives to be more curious because mm-hmm. I do think this is gonna hit a lot of people like a wave that yeah. they didn't expect or like a tsunami. And so those of us who are comfortable with these kind of things need to be supportive and not judgmental of people as they right. go through it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Because it is going to be a lot of change. I really believe that. I think it's going to be yeah. a lot of change and I think it's going to be scary. And I think that um, there's so much opportunity in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, you know, just like, remember how scary Amazon was for people when it first started and or Walmart comes into your town and, you know, shuts down all the small stores or mm-hmm. Amazon, you know, was doing Netflix. that to shops or whatever. But now you go on Amazon and you don't even know where half the shit you're buying is coming from because there's right. so many resellers, right? Right, right. Um, and that's just nothing but opportunity. 
and yeah. it's just different. I, I was talking about this today. Um, uh, Marie asked me my thoughts on, um, she's really worried about what this is going to do to people. And she's very excited about it at the same time. So she has two pieces of her where the more that she learns, because she knows a hundred times more about all of this than I do, the more mm. that she learns, the more that she's worried about people. Now she's Canadian. So, you know, they, they're more it's caring than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're more caring. <laughs> she said at the same time, of course, she's very excited. And I said, well, and she wanted me to share some of my thoughts because she's worried. And I said, well, yeah. I told her about when we first moved into this community, we moved in the middle of COVID and there were hardly any stores and it was hard to get the things. Mm-hmm. And an interesting thing started happening and it was hard to get lawn companies out here and there weren't very many houses. So suddenly there was a neighbor that started a lawn service. Um, Suddenly there was a neighbor that was running around helping people um, do different things at the house. And suddenly Mm -hmm. there's multiple handymans and now now that's their full-time business. Yeah. And when there's opportunity, people who are motivated or curious start finding it. Like there's a guy, there's a Starbucks not too far from here, but it's outrageous because it's feeding thousands of people and it's the only coffee shop. So a guy in our neighborhood now every morning opens this garage door and he has a, a coffee shop set up in his garage and people Aww. order online the night before and he has it ready and he just brings it out to your car and everybody goes to work. Uh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I know, right? Um, and especially because it's in your neighborhood, like, hello. Exactly. Yeah, that's really cool. And he puts out a menu and he says, these are my specials this week. Um, yeah. Just let me know what you want. And you zell well, it. I haven't done it. I was going to say, that's the other thing, you know, like the, the commercial or the retail chains, right? Like the chains Uh are there for convenience, but when it comes down to it, like personally, I am the, I am the kind of person that's like, well, I'd rather buy this from a small business. You know, like I have gotten to the point now where, um, for convenience purposes, yes, I'll, I'll whip up Amazon. I'll open it up. I'll try to find it and I'll order it if I want it like that same day. But I do that if I have looked prior to placing that order. I have looked to see if it is available, like, near me. If I can go to a store and get it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm a big supporter of small businesses because, you know, you and I are small businesses. That's um, right. That's right. you know, it's a reciprocal thing. Like you want to support them because you also want to be supported and you understand what it feels like to be supported. There's a, um, like your coffee shop, uh, example, there's a coffee shop in our neighborhood, um, that has a very similar menu to Starbucks. And Uh I, I, I love going to them for the convenience that it is in our neighborhood, but for the convenience of if I go to a different city, I will go find a Starbucks, a Starbucks. Right. before before I decide to do my research on like local coffee shops or right. whatever. Because I know what to expect. I know it's going to be exactly the same wherever I go. And so – because sometimes you just want that sense of familiarity, especially if you are in a new environment, right? Um but but once you get comfortable, just like what you said, when you moved into your neighborhood, it was kind of like scary, right? But once you got mm-hmm. comfortable, then all of a sudden you're more willing to try the new things. Absolutely. Just like everybody else yeah. is willing to try something new. Right. And so I think as we go through this 
worldwide change because it is going to be a worldwide change. It is change. worldwide, yes. Um, the advantage is going to go to the people who know how to use it mm-hmm. and understand it. That's going to be the first round of advantage. Absolutely. The first round of disadvantage are going to be the people who had a really comfy job and suddenly they don't understand what the hell happened. Yeah. But if that happens to you, if you're listening to this and that happens to you, just go start talking to the AI. Yes. Just talk to it about your worries, about your concerns, about any ideas. And if you don't have any ideas, tell it your skills and say, do you have any Mm -hmm. ideas for me? Because I'm telling you, it can help you. But it's only as smart as what you say to it first. Right, right. Yeah. So, well, I think um, so. Originally, this was like the AI conversation was introductory. It was supposed to be introductory, yeah, yeah, and then we were yeah. we were going to talk about because I'm so excited to hear about like what happened with your visit because um, you had some yes. visitors recently. Um, but yes. I guess we'll have to do that at the next recording because we're coming. Yeah, I mean, and I did write a bunch of notes mark. about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wrote a bunch of notes about that so that I can talk about it. So to teach that, I had um, some visitors come to the house um, from Germany, and they spent five days with us, and two of them were world world-renowned physicists. And... You can imagine where that went. So yeah, um, I was. We I, I just I want to hear all about it. And and she's yeah. like keeping me in suspense because I learn about these things. Like we, she and I, we pre-plan some conversations, but it's literally yeah. just like this is the topic I want to talk about, and this is kind of what I want to go over. Right? Yeah. Um, this is like when it, you went to California, and I had to wait weeks to hear. About yes, it. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. we are learning at the same time. Like Ren- Renee and I do that on purpose, and then that way yes. our um, it, it's I feel like it's more genuine and. It builds the excitement too, but I, I do get impatient because I'm like, I want to know now. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Normally we would hop on a call and talk about these things. So we're making exactly. ourselves wait. Yeah. Which is funny yes. because we're actually talking less often because we're trying to say things. I know, so yeah. I kind of miss talking to you in between, but if we did all the talking in between, we wouldn't be able to contain ourselves. So. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I know. I forgot right. to say Thank- happy Thanksgiving. Um, happy Thanksgiving, and- everyone. Yes. Yeah. Um, I hope we can get this episode out pretty quick just because of the topic. I was going to say, I, I think I'm going to do it. To, uh, I'll I'll have it out tomorrow. So it'll be out before Thanksgiving. Oh, so when good. people listen good, to good, it, good. it will be before Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. There you go. Yay. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm literally going to spend my Thanksgiving break um, working on my new business idea that I came up with with AI. I'm very excited. I might have to text you outside of this to find out yeah, more about totally. that because now okay. I want to know. Yeah. Oh, I have some great ideas. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Shall we go? Yes. We both have an appointment. So we good luck, do. by the way. We do. Thank you so much. You too. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. All right. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Bye.